What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix Igus, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting into the world of basketball as we give our way too early predictions on the season standings for next year. So, without further ado, let's get it. So yes, we've had our baseball episodes and we've had a couple of football episodes, but we haven't given basketball the full episode attention of the other sports. Baseball, you know, we've done recently and football is not in full stride yet, but give it a month or two and this podcast will be full, full football. But today we're going to focus on basketball as even though, you know, the season hasn't started yet, uh, the offseason and most importantly free agency has come to its most exciting part, a conclusion. Uh, There are some pieces to be moved around, possibly the big one being where will James Harden land, will he leave Philly, and that will affect the standings pretty harshly depending on what that trade looks like if it happens at all. But either way, the main pieces of the NBA's offseason have landed where they've gone. And so I'm going to give my way too early predictions as we're going to get straight into it. As we start in the Eastern Conference, who is going to end on the bottom half? I'm talking 11 through 15. Well, I'm going to tell you what, it's mostly going to be the same than last year. There is just one team that I see moving up just a couple of spots so starting at the number 15 spot i am going to start with the washington wizards look i personally like some of the moves that the wizards made this past offseason moving bradley beal was a necessary part of the rebuild for this team i think the deal that they got jordan Poole in was an absolute steal I mean, come on. Jordan Peele, one of the most promising young players, likes to get hated on a lot. But hopefully he's able to really come into his own on the Wizards. I do not think this will be that year. And also Jordan Poole, I don't think is ever going to be a number one option on a playoff level team. So I do think the Wizards end up at 15 as they are fully embracing the rebuild this season it seems like so i think it's completely fine and probably planned for them to land in that spot at the number 14 spot i do not see much changing for the destroyed detroit pistons as you might as well call them the destroyed pistons uh because listen their team has talent their team is built but just no one wants to come to detroit No one has any passion to win in Detroit, uh, as that is long gone from the early 2000s. Detroit is just not a place of winning basketball anymore, and it it is just a fact. uh, It's just a gut feeling that you have every time you come around in the season. They can make all the right moves and, and really draft the right players, but it just hasn't worked out for them. They haven't been able to find that star. You know, Cade Cunningham was supposed to maybe be that piece, and, you know, he's battled with some injuries, but he doesn't seem like he is going to be a face-of-the-franchise-level player, the one that you can just memorize off of any mainstream watcher, any average viewer. So I think the Detroit Pistons end in 14, and right above them, 
I'm going with the Indiana Pacers at 13, just because, I mean, the Pacers haven't really done much. Um, then at number uh, 12, as I don't feel I need to explain the Pacers too much, at number 12, I'm going to go ahead and put the Raptors. The Raptors have fully embraced that the rebuild is coming for them. They won a championship. I mean, that's really all you can ask for. They won a championship. And now they're fully embracing. They fire their coach. They have let Fran, Fred Van Fleet go. And there is heavy talks of trading Pascal Siakam. So without a doubt, I think this is going to be the beginning of the end for the Toronto Raptors. But it was much needed. You know, they, they climbed and now they're falling back down. At number 11, just missing out on the play-in, I am going to have the Chicago Bulls. So I actually do have two teams moving up into the play-in spots from the teams that weren't in it last year, and that's just because I believe the Bulls are just starting to decline. Uh, there is a lot of talks of them removing or trading away one of their big pieces in DeMar, maybe Zach Levine, uh, and then it doesn't seem like Lonzo Ball will ever be playing a game of basketball again, which is truly unfortunate. I am a huge fan of Lonzo Ball. I really like the way he plays the game, and I think he has improved a lot uh, than that rookie season player that we saw that got hated on so badly. But I do think the Bulls end right outside of the play-in as we hit our number 10 spot, which is going to belong to the Charlotte Hornets, in my personal opinion. The Charlotte Hornets, you know, haven't got substantially better, but they've been a little bit more in the news. You know, it seems like LaMelo Ball is really focusing on the game of basketball and not as much his antics off the court recently. It also seems that Brandon Miller is going to be a really good piece as he was the number two pick and he looks like he's going to be quite impressive as he looked pretty good in summer league which I'm aware means nothing uh, but he is going to help this team most likely more than not so I do see them finally moving up you know get a little bit of playoff uh, experience I guess uh, they'll probably lose on the plan but a little bit of playoff experience and playoff atmosphere for the Charlotte Hornets, which is really nice for them. And at that number nine spot, I am going to have the other team that is moving up, and that is the Orlando Magic. Just because this team is finally starting to progress. Listen, this is a team that has the talent to be really good and always has, um, but they just haven't put it all together and they've had a really young roster for a long time. But Markel Fultz looks like he's starting to put it together. Cole Anthony continues to be really consistent in his role. And Paolo is going to get better. Franz is going to get better. And they have centerpieces that are also going to improve, including Wendell Carter Jr. The Orlando Magic are just waiting for the next step. They are in that moment where they are just waiting to see their youth and talent finally come to the level of being able to compete with the rest of the teams in the Eastern Conference. Then moving into the 8 and 7 seeds of the play-in, I personally have the Atlanta Hawks at the 8 seed. I do think the trade with John Collins was a good trade for them. I think it was a good trade on both sides, but it is going to hurt them. John Collins is a good player. And even though they are keeping the core, and I do like their core, uh, their core has proven before that they are competitive in this Eastern Conference outside of the year with DeJounte Murray, 
uh, but I just, I see them getting worse and not better, and I see a lot of, you know, controversy in terms of who is actually the problem in this team, and really who needs to be the concern, and for that reason, I'm gonna have them just move down one spot into the 8th seed. At the 7th seed, I am going to have the Brooklyn Nets move in there so they're only falling one spot and it's not because I, I think they've gotten so much worse since you know all of the Kevin Durant and the James Harden the Kyrie Irving situations which they have but I do think this is still a playoff quality team um, I do think they land in the play in the situation but I do like them to eventually make a seeding in the playoffs considering the fact that Mikel Bridges looked like almost an MVP candidate when he got that move to Brooklyn. That man was scoring over 30 points per game in those last couple of weeks. He looked like a monster. It looks like Cam Johnson is really coming into his own. We saw huge sparks of Cameron Thomas on the Brooklyn Nets last year. I think this team is going to develop and is going to work even better together next year. This is really just a team that we can all root for, and that is why I'm going to have them not move out of the playoff atmosphere and have them at that 7th spot, in which I do believe they find their way into the playoffs in a play-in scenario against some of these teams that I've named. At the number 6 spot, I'm going to have another team just move down one spot in the New York Knicks. Uh, you know, the New York Knicks haven't gotten worse. In fact, I would probably argue that they have gotten better by adding Dante DiVincenzo to the roster. But the East is a very stacked conference, uh, especially very top-heavy. And for that reason, the Knicks do end up at 6. Uh, I'm not hating on them. They might, may end up even with around the same record this upcoming season. But I haven't seen enough for them to incredibly improve uh, or hold that spot over some of the teams above them. At the number five spot, I am going to have the Philadelphia 76ers, which I know is a bit of a stretch, but the 76ers, you know, if they do end up uh, losing James Harden, I do believe it will either be for depth or a lesser piece and picks. So for that reason, I do think they are going to get worse this season. There seems to be a lot of controversy and, and arguments with Tyrese Maxey's role on the team. And I don't believe Joel Embiid is going to have the same level of year. You know, something close. But what he did this year was truly incredible. It, you know, he won the MVP. Um, so for that reason, I just don't see them taking a step forward. So I do have them just falling back a couple of spots with the 76ers ending in the fifth seed. At the fourth seed, I am going to have the returning Eastern Conference champions in the Miami Heat. Listen, you know, we could all put them at one or two, and I'm sure some people will because of their performance in this past season. But we forget that this team was the eighth seed in the playoffs, and they really did not look good in the regular season. Jimmy Butler looked like a run-of-the-mill average player, uh, like average number two option throughout the regular season. And a lot of people can make this, you know, joke that he wasn't trying, you know, and etc, etc. And that's fine if that's actually true. But then why not try? Why not get up? 
to that fourth or third seed where you could show out in front of your home crowd in the playoffs. And, you know, I like that they see themselves as this underdog mentality, but I just don't see the reason in it. And I do think they take a little initiative and realize how hard their path was to the NBA Finals and how gassed they were by the end of it in which they lost tragically, really badly to the Denver Nuggets in the NBA Finals. So for that reason, I think they try a little bit harder to really get in there uh, and have a good seeding. So they will end at the four seed. At the third seed, I think this is a very regular season heavy team in the Cleveland Cavaliers, but they will end at the three seed uh, coming up on this season. Just because I think Evan Mobley's not going to have as much of a skid as he did this past season. Donovan Mitchell's going to continue show that he can be a number one option on a team that can compete for an NBA championship and all of the pieces surrounding it, uh, specifically Darius Garland, are going to improve. We forget how young this team is. They're almost everybody, no, everybody in the starting lineup, I believe is under the age of 30. So I see no issue. This team is going to continue to improve and there is nothing to worry about unless we have a similar performance to last season for this team. I do need them or expect them to get out of the first round. Then the top two teams, I'm going to have stay exactly the same and really not much to say about it. The Boston Celtics will end in the number two seed, not far behind the number one seed in the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, just because the Celtics, you know, they are going to reel back. They had, you know, and the Bucks did too, a bit of a upsetting, tragic ending to their playoff runs. But they are still very talented teams and have retained outside of the Celtics, you know, getting Chris Porzingis which a lot of people believe to be a great move. I am personally not the biggest fan of getting rid of Marcus Smart, but for the most part have kept their main core, their team intact. And they were a one and two seed for a reason last season, even though they both did not make the NBA Finals. They're both still very good teams, and I am still very faithful in both of them to make big playoff pushes in this season. So I, I think it lays out like that. If you need a reminder, I had Bucks 1, Celtics 2, Cavs 3, Heat 4, 76ers 5, Knicks 6, Nets 7. I'm going with the Hawks at 8. At 9, I have the Orlando Magic. At 10, I have the Charlotte Hornets. At 11, I have the Chicago Bulls. 12 is the Toronto Raptors. 13 is going to be the Indiana Pacers, 14 the Pistons, and 15 the Washington Wizards. Now we move on to the Western Conference. The Western Conference is a much harder conference to predict as most of these teams genuinely believe that they can compete for a NBA championship this season. There are a few teams that will be outliers and they will be in these bottom five spots. Starting at the 15, it is undoubtedly going to be the Portland Trailblazers. It looks most likely that Damian Lillard will be traded to the Miami Heat. That also plays into where I have the Miami Heat uh, for this upcoming season, you know, a bit higher than they were last season. The Portland Trailblazers 
even with Dame personally, and I know Damian Lillard can absolutely win you some games, I still believe even with him that the Trailblazers are one if not the weakest rosters built in the Western Conference. And that's no disrespect to Dame, it is just his surrounding pieces are horrendous. Anthony Simons looks like he could be promising, but outside of that, Jeremy Grant and Yusuf Nurkic are just not going to get it done as, as number two or three options on a championship roster. I'm sorry, it's just not how it's going to work. So trade or not, I am comfortable putting the Portland Trailblazers in the number 15 spot. At number 14 is, a, is one that I contemplated for a very long time because genuinely some of the teams that were in this 11 to 15 spot have become better. But after a little deliberation, I realized that the San Antonio Spurs, even though Victor Webanyama could be absolutely a generational talent, he's obviously not going to become a like MVP level player in his rookie season. If he does, then you know you can quote me on that and put me on every poster you want and billboard, and, you know, saying that I said that. But I personally believe. Wemby is really the only big addition that the Spurs have made this past offseason, and them and the Rockets were significantly worse than every team in the Western Conference just this last season, and if you're only adding a rookie as your big pickup of the offseason, whether he's the number one pick or not, is not going to immensely boost your wins. So for that reason, I do have the San Antonio Spurs at the number 14 spot, and right above them at the 13 spot, it may come as a shock to a majority of people that this is not the Rockets, but I'm going to have the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz added, ended at the 12 seed last season, so this is not a big drop at all, but they have made moves to help them win games. You know, they traded for John Collins, and they made a couple of other trades along the way, and they look like they actually want to become competitive, as they do now have a piece to build off on at, in Laurie Markkinen. But I do believe Laurie Markkinen had a bit of a peak season uh, last year. I do still think he's going to be a good player. He is going to be a number one option for this Utah Jazz team. But I, I personally have him, you know, taking a little bit of a step back from the absolutely incredible season he had last year. The Utah Jazz at, end at the 13 seed for this season for me. At the 12 seed, that is where I will place in the Houston Rockets. Listen, they've made great moves and they had the money to do it, so why not take a stab at it? I just do not think they are good enough. I genuinely really like the Dylan Brooks deal. I'm not crazy about the money of the Fred Van Fleet deal, but I do like Fred Van Fleet as a player, and he is going to help them win games, you know, clearly, because I'm moving them up two seeds, and they were far, far from the 12th seed just this past season. So I personally do have faith that the Rockets will win more games, and they are going to move in the right direction, along with the additions that they've made in free agency. You know, they have players that are going to develop this season in Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Sr., sorry, Jr., and Alfred Sangoon. These players are going to get better this season, and so I do have them moving up, but they're just not there yet. 
In the 11th seed, I deliberated this a lot because you have teams like the Mavericks, the Thunder, the Timberwolves, uh, you know, teams that are going to be really close to that situation. I personally am going to put the Minnesota Timberwolves at the 11th seed. And here's why. Uh, the Timberwolves showed real good signs last year. Uh, Anthony Edwards should be most definitely the number one option for this team moving forward as he is clearly a star in the NBA and his personality matches it. I mean, this man could really be one of the next faces of the NBA with just the way he brings himself into a room. He's, his charisma is great. He's a great basketball player. You know, he just has entertainment value all around. Uh, so for that reason, I do think he is going to be the number one option. But the way the Timberwolves play, they 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 for some reason put Cat in that role. And I don't hate Cat. I love Cat. I have watched Cat all throughout college and watched him play in the NBA. I love Cat to death. But Anthony Edwards should clearly be getting more touches than him. And last year, outside of when he was hurt, that was not the case. And it seems like they still think that Cat is the franchise guy. And I love Cat. You know, he uh, he clearly has the same type of charisma that um, Anthony Edwards has off the court. But I just think this is personally Anthony Edwards' team, and that needs to be accepted. At the 10th seed, I am going to have the Thunder stick right there, personally. Here's why is because the Thunder, they're going to develop and, you know, give me like three years and the Thunder will undoubtedly be the best team in the Western Conference, in my personal opinion. But there are some growing pains that are coming with this team. Josh Giddy still does need to develop. He had a great season last year, but he needs to get better. I do expect a little bit of a step back from Jalen Williams on this team. He had a great rookie season, and even though statistically he may get better, uh, I think he's going to fold a little bit under his much bigger role this upcoming season for this team, considering what he did last year. Chet is going to come back, and while I do expect him to be very good, he's still going to have to get through it. This is his rookie season, technically. And there are going to be growing pains with it. Shea, I still expect to be an all-NBA level player. Uh, and he is going to carry this team to wins, given why I have them in the play-in seed. So, so for that reason, I don't think they take any step back. Um, but I don't think they take the giant leap forward that some people are expecting them to make. At the ninth seed, I'm going to have the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, they tried the Kyrie Irving and the Luka Doncic uh, experiment. It didn't work, and they said, all right, let's try it again. And I don't think it necessarily is a huge success, but it will at least put them in the play in this season, which was not the case last year. Kyrie Irving, I, I, I really hope, has a better season and a more healthy season upcoming, and I think being out of the playoffs and realizing that it may not be as easy as he thought it was will put a little more pressure on Luka Doncic to really push through and get this team to have more wins this season. So for that reason, I have the Dallas Mavericks landing in the number nine seed just off of pure motivation from how heartbreaking the end of last season was.
at the eighth seed. Some people are really going to hate me for this one, but I have the Los Angeles Lakers. I have them moving just one seed back, and it's just because, I'm going to be honest, I don't like the majority of the moves they made. I think some of them were much needed. This team needed depth more than basically every team in the NBA. But just personally, I I don't understand some of the moves. I think the Austin Reeves contract is way too soon. I mean, listen, this man had one breakout season. And I understand some other players have had, you know, seasons like that too where they get the bag immediately. But Austin Reeves, like had no hype around him until this season and he did he performed well this season but there's no promise that he is going to be that same player next season obviously you know there are still concerns about AD's health as well and you know LeBron LeBron's getting a little old uh I know we say that every season but it seems like it's finally just barely catching up to him it's not affecting him to the level where he's like not an all-star he will absolutely be an all-star this upcoming season but the numbers are starting to take a dip and that may just be from you know other sources on the team scoring but it kind of shows a little bit uh and and i do think he is finally trending towards in that direction i don't think we'll see any big drop off anytime soon from him but enough to affect the team's winning at the number seven seed i personally have the golden state warriors i think the moves that the golden state warriors and the media that they have surrounded themselves with throughout this offseason have been both horrendous the move to get rid of jordan Poole may have slightly helped chemistry but then again it was for chris paul who the warriors have stated they do not like and chris paul has also stated that he does not like the warriors draymond green has gone on a absolute toddler tantrum tangent over the last few days responding to jordan Poole's father responding about not having a relationship with jonathan kaminga blatantly saying that he does not like Chris Paul but that is just how it's going to be and they're going to be on the same team and I just don't like it I I think the Warriors are finally starting to fall down uh not talent wise Stephen Curry clearly still is an MVP level player Draymond Green still plays at the basically same level he did when they were on their huge run of championships so this team is by far not any less talented than it has been in previous years uh but it clearly is just putting itself in the worst light which it did this past season too but it seems like it's really doubling down because they had a decently a bit underwhelming season this past year so i do have them landing in the seventh seed at the number six seed i have a bit of a fall off for the memphis grizzlies that being said, I might think about putting them lower, but I'll stick with my gut just because John Morant will not be playing uh, a majority of the season. They did lose Dylan Brooks, so they will be riding very heavily on Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. throughout this season. Are those people that are going to get you in a top four seed situation? Absolutely not, but could it hold them on long enough for when John Morant gets back to hold them in a sixth seed spot, which promised them promises them in the playoffs. 
Yes, I personally think so. Uh, so, uh, outside of that, I don't think there's much to explain as I move to the 5 seed, which I'm just going to have a slight drop-off for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, I think the Sacramento Kings had a great season last year. I think with a little bit of a better strategy and better play, they would have made it to the second round. And personally, I think they could have had a chance to make it to the Western Conference Finals uh, last season. You know, just a little bit of a better play or strategy against the Warriors could have really done it for them. But they are going to take a bit of a step back. Not because anybody's playing worse. It's just it's because it's a more competitive conference. The Suns have made moves to get better. The Clippers have made moves to get better. Uh, the Nuggets are still going to be above them. And there are other teams as well that have yet to be named that I still put above them. Uh, the Sacramento Kings, you know, are a great story. And they are going to be competitive this season. I just think a couple of seeds lower. That's all. In the number four spot, I am going to have the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans, you know, a bit of an underwhelming season last year. When Zion was healthy, and let me mention, Brandon Ingram was not at the time that uh, Zion was healthy. This team was holding the number one seed in the Western Conference for multiple weeks. Uh, it looked like they were on top of the world. Zion was averaging almost 30 points per game during this stretch of them being at the one seed. And their number two, and you can argue number one option, was not even healthy or playing in games. Then they had a bit of a fall off when both of them were off the roster, picked it up just a tiny bit to fall into that nine seed, and now I personally have them landing in the four seed. That being said, that completely rides and depends upon this team being healthy. Ingram and Zion have had problems staying healthy for this team for multiple seasons now. We know and we have seen when these two are healthy, this is one of the most dangerous teams in the entire NBA, but they are not. So my prediction on their standings this season is riding completely and is almost fully dependent on Zion and Brandon Ingram, or at least one of them, being healthy the entire season. I think they have surrounded themselves with a little bit of drama this offseason, uh, but they're going to be able to heal it up. It's New Orleans. Something crazy happens there almost every week. So I do think they will eventually become yesterday's news and be able to really calm down and put together a good season. At the number three seed, I have the Los Angeles Clippers. Almost exactly like the Pelicans, this is completely dependent on the health of this team. Russell Westbrook seemed to really have found a role with, these, with this Los Angeles Clippers team, and I think we are maybe, you know, not a prime Russell Westbrook, but we are going to see a much better version than the one we saw on the Los Angeles Lakers for a couple of seasons. If Kawhi is able to stay healthy, we know he is one of the most consistent and dominant players in the entire league. And Paul George, we know at his best, can also be one of the most dominant players in the entire league. They surround themselves with incredible depth and have the real potential to be one of the greatest teams in the NBA. They just have not ever been able to fully put it together. For that reason, I don't have them in a top two seeding, 
but if they are to stay healthy this season, I like them at the 3 seed. At the 2 seed, I do have the Phoenix Suns. I do not have them fully at the 1 seed, just because I do think there will be a bit of load management with this team, and personally, given how this team looks, that's not the worst thing. I'm usually very much against load, load management, but when you have 4 players who you know, one of them might not be all NBA talent, but are four very high quality players at their positions. I think you can afford for one of them to have a day off here and then. Uh, and that will affect the record. Uh, I think talent wise, you know, they've done a incredible job. May I just say, we, we've been talking a lot about, you know, the moves that the Rockets and the Lakers have made to increase their depth on their team. The Phoenix Suns, took a team and you could only sign players basically to a minimum a veterans minimum minimum let that be to fill out this roster and they did an incredible job i mean terrific um so the phoenix suns uh, even if load management uh does affect the record a bit i think they are talented enough and they did a good enough job building out the rest of this desert land of a roster to earn the number two seed i think they're gonna have a jump in record a jump in confidence as this is hopefully hopefully going to be one of their best chances to win a ring finally and it might just come with chris paul off the team unfortunately at the number one seed, I am also going to have no change at the top of the Western Conference, as same for the Eastern Conference. The Denver Nuggets are going to hold on to the number one seed for the second consecutive year. They are still currently my favorite to win the NBA title again. I love the build of this roster. Nikola Jokic still far and beyond if we're accounting for injury risk and consistency and playing in games is still by far the best player in the NBA in my personal opinion. Now if you're asking why I made those specifications, I believe that Giannis is the best talented player in the NBA, but he doesn't play in every game and plays limited minutes if we're talking in comparison to Nikola Jokic. Uh, and, and the rest of the roster, you know, Jamal Murray really had a great comeback this past offseason, and Aaron Gordon is a great piece, and obviously Michael Porter Jr., when he is able to knock his shots down, is one of the most lethal shooters in the entire NBA. So, if you do need a recap on it, I have the Nuggets at 1, Suns at 2, Clippers at 3, Pelicans at 4, I have the Sacramento Kings at 5, Memphis Grizzlies at 6, Golden State Warriors at 7, the Lakers at 8, Mavericks at 9, Thunder at 10, 11 is going to be the Timberwolves, 12 is going to be the Houston Rockets, 13 the Jazz, 14 the Spurs, and 15 the Trailblazers. So guys, that is going to be it for this episode in terms of my way too early predictions for the Eastern and Western Conference standings in the NBA. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I will see you guys next week. 
Maybe we'll talk about some more NFL, or maybe we'll talk some more baseball. I guess you guys are going to have to check it out when it comes out next Friday. So, I will see you guys on the flippity flip, and I will see you guys later. Get out of here!